to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of what appears to be a large hump of rock and roots raised and ripped into two over strange vegetation comes to us from yours truly as I captured the scene of a supposedly alien landscape while waiting to experience flight on the back of a banshee yesterday during my visit to Pandora at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Although James Cameron's 2009 Avatar won Oscars for cinematography, art direction, and visual effects, and now is put on display at Disney World, its visual effects could not suspend my disbelief enough not to notice its pantheistic worldview or make me like it. <laughs> Apparently, my dissenting opinion isn't unique, as other internet scoffers have labeled the most successful movie of all time to be irrelevant and overrated. Shots fired. As visually stunning as Avatar is, it couldn't make me swallow the Mother Nature versus imperialistic man plot involving intergalactic opportunists oppressing nine-feet-tall blue indigenous pagan people, uh, a pagan people group. Uh, it's not a favorite. The ride was fun, though. Anyway, I repent of watching Avatar, renounce its pagan worldview as false, reject its profane language, violence, and lust as sin, and cancel any permission the enemy may have had in my life because of watching it or by visiting its attractions at Disney World. I cast out any spiritual forces of darkness that may have granted, may have, been, have gained ground in my life because of my associations with it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oof, that felt good. Well, now that I've repented of Avatar, I have to announce that I may have finally turned a corner in coming back to the path of self-control and food plan sanity as I, today, even though I'm still on vacation at Disney World, am committed to making one change that prayerfully leads to going back to my balanced, regulated life of healthy eating that has put me in the best physical shape of my life. I am renouncing Disney World's hot cocoa. Uh, here at the Port Orleans French Quarter Resort, I have unlimited beverages, and one of the offerings is Disney's Gourmet Hot Cocoa, which is automatically mixed and brewed via a dispensing machine. It's delicious. But as I have learned that a keto food blend uh, leads to my optimal health, it really can't have a place in my life. And so even though I will be at Disney World today and for some, some of tomorrow, and could continue to indulge with its chocolate sweetness, I am making the choice to give it up for Lent. Yep, I'm going back to sanity slowly, but I'm coming back knowing that one turn, one change, can lead to another. One small change from a life of, in the flesh is a victory for, for the life in the spirit and can lead to more victories and complete freedom. So. We make this one small change and pray that it will cause us to make more and be completely free from sugar bondage in a couple of days when I return to New York and back to normal. Well, it's the season of repentance, and so we repent, and we'll continue to do so. And so let's also continue with our 40-day journey with Martin Luther. 
It's the seventh day of Lent, and so we continue my personal walkthrough of Gratia Grindel's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate Lenten season. In this walkthrough, Grindel's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, Easter. And so we continue. Journey Day 7. Are you not, and Martin Luther writes, are you not to misuse you? Martin Luther writes this, you are not to misuse the name of your Lord, of your God. Oh boy, what is this? Answer, we are to fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, practice magic, lie, or deceive using God's name but instead use the very name in every time of need to call on, pray to, praise, and give thanks to God. With the words, you are not to take the name of God in vain, God at the same time gives us to understand that we are to use his name properly, for it has been revealed and given to us precisely for our use and benefit. Therefore, since we are forbidden here to use his holy name in support of falsehood and wickedness, it follows, conversely, that we are commanded to use it in the service of truth and of all that is good, for example, when we swear properly where it is necessary and required, or also when we teach properly, or again, when we call on God's name in time of need, or thank and praise him in time of prosperity, etc. And that was Martin Luther's comments on <laughs> on using the name of the Lord properly. And then we move along to the biblical wisdom for today, which is from Exodus 20, uh, verse 7, which says, You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. And at this point, um, our devotion uh, asks for silence, you know, prompts us for silence, for meditation. And so we, we suggest you pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly for 60 seconds or a minute or 5, 10, 15 minutes or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that is always available to us in God's creation. And you can meditate on Martin Luther's comments uh, for the day about the name of the Lord and the content of today's biblical wisdom, the commandment to keep God's name holy. Uh, and and so after you're done meditating on the silence of that, there are questions to ponder. And the first question is uh, prompts us to read Exodus 3, 13 through 15, and asks the question, what is God's answer to Moses at the burning bush when asked to give his name? What kind of name is that? Well, in that passage of scripture, God tells Moses that his name is I Am. When Moses asks God what he is to tell about the God of their fathers to the nation of Israel, who has sent them, the Lord replies, I am who I am, which honestly makes you think of makes me think of the cartoon character Popeye. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. But unlike Popeye, God is more than just a mere man. 
God is the self-existent creator of all things. His name of I am is pointing to that fact. He is and always was and will be, and he created all things. And thus, he and his name are to be highly exalted. The second question is, in what ways does your community of faith use God's name in the service of truth and of all that is good? My community of faith, the body of Christ, uses God's name in the service of truth and all that is good through prayer and in all the instances where our words or actions exalt the Lord, share the good news of Jesus Christ, or give God glory. Today's context is the spoken word, so to be in the service of truth and of all that is good, Christians should not use God's name in disgust or as a curse should be true to their oaths and in the promises we make, and uh, we should also be honest, encouraging, and edifying in our speech. And the next question is, how might a community of faith actually misuse God's name? A community of faith may misuse God's name by using it to prop up man-made religious traditions or by using it to control or manipulate others to meet our man-made agendas. We can misuse it when we make an oath by it and fail to fulfill the conditions of the oath. We misuse it when we utter it in frustration or disgust. We misuse it when we use it to judge or curse someone else. Honoring God's name is a commandment because we tend to abuse it. And our devotion moves on to the psalm fragment of today, which is Psalm 148, uh, verse, verses 13 and 14, which says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, and then we move along to our journal reflections, where our devotional prompts us to meditate on the proper use and misuse of God's name. Make a list in your journal of the ways you properly use God's name. Make another list of the ways you misuse God's name. As for myself, I properly use God's name when I give thanks, praise him, point others to Jesus, and assure others of his love for them. I misuse God's name when I fail in my Christian walk, try to fix people, or utter it in, in frustrating times. Our next prompting uh, tells us to write a statement in your journal indicating your commitment to increase the proper use of God's name and to decrease the misuse of God's name in your words and actions. Lord, I pray to be more self-controlled in my speech to increase the proper use of your name, and to decrease the number of times I misuse your name. Help me to see the errors of my ways regarding your name, and help me to turn from them. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, the last journal prompting is, we use God's name properly when we call on God's name in time of need, or thank and praise him when things are going well for us. Are asking, thanking, and praising God daily spiritual habits for you? If so, describe your experience with them. If not, why not work them into your life? 
I am happy to report that asking, thanking, and praising God daily are spiritual habits that I practice. They are a part of my of my daily spiritual practice that begins in the morning and continues throughout the day. Um, the instances of my misuse of God's name have greatly decreased when I made these practices regular habits in my life. With that said, I am still a work in progress. And uh, our devotional then draws us to pray. Uh, prayers for the life of faith. And the prompting is, call upon the Lord to help you to use his name properly so that those who hear and see you may come to know God better. Lord, help me to use your name properly so that those who hear and see me may come to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, the prayer for today is, Lord Jesus, teach me the holiness of your name so that when I call to you, it is always to ask for help or to thank and praise you and never to curse. Amen. Moving along to our today's Bible verse comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verses come from the section on conscience. And today's verses are 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16 from the New International Version. The Word of God says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who ask you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Today's verse, all verses fall under the first point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on, con on conscience. And that first point is, keep a clear conscience. Today's verse reminds us that we represent the king and that the best way to do so is to keep a clear conscience by doing what is right according to God's word. We are to have, quote unquote, good behavior in Christ. And when we do, <laughs> when we do, those who would speak maliciously against us won't have much to say. The reason for our hope is Christ and he is to be the catalyst to a righteous Christian life. Our love for our Savior and the power of the Holy Spirit makes a righteous, pure, and good life possible. And as we walk in it, our conscience is made clear. When we confess and repent our sins, we are made right with the Lord and have harmony with Him and can confidently walk through this life knowing that we are living in God's will for us in our sanctification. So keep a clear conscience by following Jesus with the way you live. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alvert, which is a collection of devotional journals from 1940 and 41. And in today's offering, Stephen Alvert prompts us to read Mark chapter 12, and from Mark chapter 12, he shares verse 37, which says, And the common people heard him gladly. Then Stephen Alford writes, 
these were the people who reorganized and enjoyed... Oh, boy. This is what Stephen Alford writes. These were the people who recognized and enjoyed the ministry of the Lord Jesus. A little further down in this same chapter, the Lord admonishes and denounces the scribes and the Pharisees. For though they appear to be religious or godly, they were absolute hypocrites. The common people were those who not only recognized their need for teaching and healing, but also recognized that the Lord Jesus could meet that need. Therefore, he says, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance in Matthew 9.13. And he also writes, Surely it is to the common people that the Lord would have me go. If he could mix with sinners and publicans, surely it is for me to do likewise. Finally, Stephen offered praise Embolden me, Lord, as I seek to share your word to those whose path I cross in my daily comings and going. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, we're to share our gospel, the good news. That's how we, you know, really honor the name of the Lord is when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we don't put on religious errors like the Sadducees and the Pharisees. But we live authentic lives in Christ and don't seek to just get honor or to control others because of our faith um, we, we seek to encourage and give other people hope um, and to to walk in the and to have a clear conscience because we walk in the way that we're supposed to according to God's word that's what the Christian path of discipleship is all about and that's why we do our blog and podcast to encourage people to have a daily spiritual practice where you give thanks and praise to the Lord uh, continually throughout your day uh, as you walk and talk with God, um, trying to represent Him and His kingdom here on the earth. So we, we've discovered it as a path that leads to freedom. Uh, it's not a perfect path, at least not when I would walk it. And we might have to continually repent of things. Um, but when we, when we trust the Lord and follow Him, um, we'll discover that he gives us the power to overcome the things that keep us in bondage. And even if we slip back to like the hot cocoa here at Disney World, we can recognize the error of our ways and get back um, to the path of freedom and victory that he's put forth before us. So we encourage you to try um, to trust the Lord in the season of Lent to look at what you might need to give up and to draw close to the Lord to ask him to help you with that. Because if you ask him, he will, he will help you. Uh, you know, we have to do our part to repent, but when we rely on the Lord and what he's already done for us in Christ, uh, we don't have to struggle. We can, uh, we can confidently do it. We must choose it by faith and in the power of the Holy Spirit to experience the victory and the freedom that he has for us. Well, it's my last full day here at Disney World. We're going back to the Magic Kingdom to go over the, the areas of the kingdom that we didn't see uh, during the rainy day we, we spent there a few days ago. Um, and then tomorrow we'll, we'll spend most of the day here and then be on a plane back to New York at 5 p.m. Um, so, so we're drawing closer to the end of uh, our vacation and... Um, 
we're drawing closer to the Lord as we do so. Um, we sort of took a break from our normal routine and uh, from our normal self-control that we've been practicing with our help um, to enjoy the sweet treats here at, here at Disney World. But uh, it's you might be able to do it for a few days, but uh, God never intended us to find our happiness in that stuff. So we're repenting and uh, we're going to lean on the Lord and see what he can do. Anyway, let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. We thank you so much for all you do for us, especially your grace and your mercy, as we are imperfect people, and we need to change um, continually to be more and more like Jesus. And even though when, even sometimes we gain ground and we, and we lose it, but we know we can win it again when we trust in you and follow you and um, put our faith that you've already given us the victory and we just have to choose to make that choice uh, to, to live like you every day. So we need that. We need your help in doing that, though. We need your, uh, your power and your grace uh, to flow through us uh, so we can live a life that reflects your love. So, Lord, we pray for anyone who's listening or reading this message uh, that you bless them as well. Come alongside them and their prayer requests and guide them in the way they should go. Lord, today, open our eyes to the things you want us to see. Give us self-control over the things that we want to put out of our lives and uh, help us to, uh, to reflect in on your truth and to bask in your joy as, uh, as you love us and you guide us through life. Um, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.